Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. I'm your host, Beebs. We have a special episode today. First, off-season preview or off-season discussion uh, for the NFL, post-Super Bowl discussion. Um, and unfortunately, my regular co-host, Jen, he's uh, been knocked out with bronchitis, so he won't be with us today. But we are joined once again to talk football by Mr. Jake Wesley. Jake, welcome back. How's it going, everybody? How are we doing? Good, good, good. How's that Arizona weather treating you? You know, I'm getting to sit outside right now. It's the middle of February. If I was at home, this would not be happening. So, and I'm from Minnesota. I'm from the Midwest. So I know what it's like to be cold. So I'm just glad I can be out here in the nice warm weather and just just be, just be, you know, just be. It's nice. Cannot complain. I cannot complain. I was out on the golf course today. So um, nice. Yeah. Let's uh, let's dive right in, Jake. Uh, you've brought your mock draft, as the title suggests. Uh, for yes. The very first mock draft, the super early, earliest of early mock drafts possible. Although I guess you, we, not the earliest of early, but first of the season. We've got just the first round. Uh, the floor is yours. What are the Bears doing with the number one pick? Yeah. So, so I got us some. I got us the mock draft here, and I'm a no trade kind of a guy. I think it's silly. Project trades because you never know what's really, really going to happen. Um, but I have a, I think it might take people by surprise here at number one. But um, I got Will Anderson Jr. That does that is not shocking to Heading to Chicago. Oh boy, you still there? Oh yeah, I'm here. Okay, yeah. Sorry, we're, yeah, we're, we're good. You're cut, cutting in and out. You said Will Anderson? Will Anderson Jr. at number one. At number two, I have the first quarterback coming off the board. Um, and I picked C.J. Stroud as QB1 to the Texans. Um, I think the reason being we might have Bryce Young um, kind of weigh in lighter and then not be – he might come in at a little shorter than what people are expecting him to be. And um, he's, I think he's listed at six foot, but he might be a little bit shorter. Um, okay. Right after that, I have, have the Jalen Carter from Georgia going at number three to the Cardinals. I feel like that is the best player available at that point in time. And then I have the Colts. Um, this one might be surprising, but I got Will Levis. So you just don't like Bryce Young. That's, that's it's not that I don't like man. Bryce Young. I don't. It's not that I don't like Bryce Young. I actually absolutely love Bryce Young. Um, but I do think after seeing what we have with um, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, that shorter quarterback um, doesn't tend to pan out. So I, I'm, I'm taking Will Levis at quarterback number two in this draft. And then I'm going to go into Seattle. Christian Gonzalez, um, the first corner taken off the board. I have him there just because they have tr- uh, uh, Tyreek Woolen. Is that his yeah. That's his first name? Yeah. Yeah. Tyreek Woolen. And then adding another stud corner um, on that other side is going to be very beneficial to what was kind of a porous defense in certain areas. So I have Christian Gonzalez going number, or is that six? Then I have Devin Witherspoon going at uh, – Christian Gonzalez at five, Devin Witherspoon at six to the Lions. And then – our friend Bryce Young falls perfectly into the lap at number seven to the Raiders. 
Hmm. Raiders take Bryce Young off the board. Quinton Johnson, first receiver, going to the Falcons at eight. And then at number nine, I have Brian Branch going to the Panthers, pairing him with Jeremy Chin. I think that would be a, a dynamic duo at the safety position. Going into number 10, um, like I said last week, I have the Eagles um, kind of filling in defensive positions in the draft. So they go Tyree Wilson, edge rusher from Texas Tech at number 10. Okay. Now I have Paris Johnson Jr., Ohio State um, tackle, going to the Titans. Jackson okay. Smith, uh, Najiba, going at 12 to the Texans, pairing right, him with C.J. Stroud, getting, getting that connection. Let's stop. Let's stop. Uh, let's stop there. Actually, you know, go through sixteen. Yep, yep. Go halfway, and we'll stop in. I was going to go through sixteen. Yep. Yep. And I was going to go Peter Skaronski, tackle for the Jets. Broderick Jones, the Patriots. You're going to like this one. Jordan Addison to the Packers at number fifteen, and then I have Anthony Richardson going to Washington at sixteen. What back of the future in Washington to Anthony Richardson? Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Uh, immediate reaction. Um, I think that Bryce Young is going to be the first QB off the board. I don't think he's going to slide by Indianapolis if CJ Stroud's first. That's like my based on what Jim Ursay has said, and maybe he's like playing some Uno reverse card, which I hope he is because what he's done is stupid. But saying that he loves yep. the kid from Alabama and whatnot. Um, but going off that, I don't think that Bryce Young gets by Indianapolis. Um, I don't know. I feel like the I feel like the combine is going to give Will Levis the edge. That's kind of what the pro days in the combine. I think Will Levis is going to give him the edge over the other guys just because he's taller. Yeah. He's more of a physical physical guy. Um, so that's my projection. He's definitely going to shine on the pro day, but you know how I feel yep. about pro day quarterbacks. So we all we all feel the same way. It's just glorified. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, guys I mean, in shorts throwing balls. It's not nothing yeah, crazy. It's like watching Steph Curry on on the shooting machine. Like it's it doesn't do much for me. But um, okay. So then moving forward at five, let's rewind yep. five. Who did you have at five? Uh, Christian Gonzalez, corner from Oregon, going to Seattle. Okay, and why do you like him better than say Witherspoon or any of the other corners? I'm pretty sure from what I've from what I've seen, he's got a really long wingspan. Um, so he's he's okay. just got more reach on other guys. And then Witherspoon is kind of more of a physical man to man type of corner, so that's why I have him going to um, the Lions because they need more of a physical piece because that, that that defense was kind of soft. I would yeah. agree with that. Um, we'll pop around. Where'd you have Johnson going? Quentin Johnson was at eight to Atlanta, um, and I think that's, oh. I think that's there to make up for the um, trade that they made this trade deadline. Um, go back and get that wide receiver, um, get a guy that's got explosive ability, good playmaking, and then I think they ride with the Mariota Desmond Ritter um, one more season. Um, so yeah, let me ask you that: is if where'd you have Young going? Uh, Bryce Young is at seven, so okay. right before Quentin okay. Johnson. So, yeah, yep. I, was, I was. Okay, so let's say if Bryce Young slides, I doubt he will, to eight, do you think Atlanta takes him? 
I do. I do. If if yeah. Ale- or if if the Raiders were not smart enough to go there, if he slides there and the Raiders don't take him for whatever reason, they take a random guard like they usually tend to do, or like a fourth round projected defensive end it's in possible. the first. Very possible. Um, and then my okay. favorite pick was probably number nine, um, Brian Branch going to the Panthers. Pairing him, pairing him with Jeremy Chin, who's already a defensive stud, and then adding another versatile, um, especially Alabama talent in that back end of the defense. Plus, you still have Brian Burns in the front end. I mean, you're having those two back there dictating, just letting those guys pass rush. I mean, I think that defense would just go beyond what they already are. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay, and then you've got Johnston at eight. And then where did you put JSN? Uh, JSN at 12 to the Texans, pairing him with CJ. That would be pretty legit. That would be pretty legit. I'll give – okay, and then Addison at 15. and To the uh, – yep, to the – yep. Who did you have going at 16? Uh, Anthony Richardson at 16. Yep. Um, interesting. And we'll get into that Anthony Richardson conversation um, in a little bit. We're talking free agency QBs. Um, interesting. Okay. All right. Take us through Take us through the back half of the first round. Then. Let's just – Back half of the first round. So, starting out the back half, we have Steelers snagging a guy like Joy Porter Jr. He's a good uh, man-to-man coverage guy uh, from Penn State. I like him going there. And I got Luke Van Ness from Iowa, um, defensive end, going to the Lions. So they double down on a good corner, and they get a guy to pair with Aiden Hutchinson. Then they have the Buccaneers. Apparently, we're playing Spotify in the background on the big screen. <laughs> I can't even hear it. So Okay. So we got Dalton Kincaid going to the Bucks at tight end. We have Khalil... Cansey going to Seattle, Pittsburgh. Uh, from Pittsburgh, he's going to Seattle. So kind of like the Lions, they get back end guy and a front end guy. So defense, interior defensive lineman. Chargers go out and get Zay Flowers at twenty one, wide receiver to pair out there. Um, Miles Murphy, Clemson defensive end, going to the Baltimore Ravens, and then Dante Banks. Um, going to Minnesota at 23, which, ironically enough, um, Daniel Jeremiah had Dante Banks going at 23 to the Vikings this morning on his mock draft. So that was interesting. Um, now we have 24. I have Osiris Torrance, the first interior offensive lineman going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Improving um, that interior O-line for our guy, Trevor Lawrence. Then I have the Michael Meyer to the Giants at 25. Ryan BC from Clemson going at 26. Andre Carter, defensive end, going at 27. Because I kind of felt like after Von Miller went out, there was no more pass rush. Um, I have Bajan Robinson. Um, going at 28 to the Bengals. Interesting. I was waiting to see where you're going to put him. Then okay. I have Nolan Nolan Smith to the Saints. Antonio Johnson, safety from Texas A&M, going to the Eagles. 
And then Mozzie Smith going to the Chiefs. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so back half names that stick out to me. Um, where'd you have Zay Flowers going? I had Zay Flowers at 21 to the Chargers. Interesting. Interesting. I actually like that. I could see that happening. I think that they definitely are in the market to draft whatever receivers left at that point, whether it's um, Addison, Smith, Nigdingba, and Flowers. I just butchered his name, by the way. So I'm going to continue to butcher it throughout the entire draft process. Oh, yeah. Um, there's There'll be a lot of butchering here for me, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like yep. what you did with the Detroit defense. I don't have anything to add here. When you get to this back half of the first round, it gets so, like, impossible <laughs> to, like, actually, yes. like, predict what's going to happen because there's so many trades and whatnot. Um, where'd you have Andre Carter going? Andre Carter. I had him going to the Bills at 27. Yeah, that was another one I liked. I knew I, I remembered his name. I think that's a good um, – I think they're either going to fix their pass rush or continue to look for I – mean, they actually could be in the market for another receiver or running back. I think most of the good day one corners are already off the board at that time. I agree. That's yeah. why I got them going with the end here. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, and then, okay, let's talk Let's talk Bijan Robinson because first-round running backs are always controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, but he seems to be a late first-round pick for most people. So what are your thoughts? I think he's got the talent. Um, and then – what would just happen with Joe Mixon recently in the news? You can never really tell what's going to happen. Um, and then I can't run with Samaji P. Run, I don't think, as your lead back. Um, you can always supplement via free agency, but this is a post or a pre free agency mock draft. Um, and he's got that talent that's worth a first round pick. We all saw it in college. He played aggressive, he played fast, but he's got that. I think he's a little bit better of a running back that can get those hidden yards that Mixon can't. Yeah. And I think that would be a really good really good addition for the Bengals. Because I think for a little bit there, their run game was horrifying. They couldn't get, you know, third and twos. And they couldn't pick up those short yardage situations. So a guy like this, he's got the speed and the power. Um, that's why I got him here. I like it. I think Mixon is at that. I think he's 27, 28. I think that would yep. be – one of the better fits, pick 25 and on uh, for if somebody's going to pick a running back in the first round, I think that yep. the Bengals would be the most incentivized because they have a young O-line that is performed really well in the back half of the year, especially given the fact of the amount of injuries they had. Uh, and then you pair that with a young juice, you know, like, you know, young legs running back um, who is very highly regarded. Uh, maybe he's blitz and then you know they write out Mixon's contract that way you save money uh coming up with this giant burrow and chase and higgins extensions that they're yep, gonna have to yep. i don't think they're gonna keep them all so um that is definitely a fit that i like and then um yeah i don't have any other major comments um let's talk anthony richardson a little bit so remind me yeah. you said you said four no, not 14. Uh, 16. 16. 16, 16 to, to Washington. To the Commanders. Um, I, and I and I picked that there uh, because he's got that Cam Newton style. Um, and Ron Rivera was the head coach at that time. 
So uh-huh. I think I think you take the chance and the guy with that kind of athleticism again, um, and they kind of work around that skill set. I mean, you could see what they do with Heineke or Wentz, have him sit for a year and have have those battle it out and just let him sit and learn. Um, but I feel like that would be a decent position for him to go. Terry McLaurin's there. Um, you would pay him, and then you'd have a, a talented rookie with tremendous upside uh, on a rookie deal at quarterback. So you, when you're looking at trying to win now, they have a great defense. Um, they have a good running game. And then having a, a young, talented, strong-armed rookie like Anthony Richardson at this pick um, makes sense. Oh, might have lost you again. Um, but, yeah, I do definitely agree with your thoughts on Anthony Richardson. Um, I think the commanders would be a decent fit. I don't know necessarily if it would be – if they'd be that incentivized to pick a quarterback, honestly, with two young guys on their roster. Um, are you back? I'm back, yeah. Yeah, okay. You were, you were lagging there for a couple seconds. Um, but – yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if the commanders are fully incentivized. If they're, I think they're going to end up with Heineke or Wentz. And I don't know if Richardson, a project kind of guy, uh, would be their incentive. I think they're looking for a answer. And we'll get into that when we talk free agency. I think that's where they might make a guy. If they're going to go for a quarterback, they might make a move on Jimmy G, something like that. But, uh, yeah. Is Jimmy G I, that I, much of an upgrade from Wentz, though? I guess that's my question. Uh, I mean... I don't think so, but I'm in the minority. I'm in the minority. So, you know, I don't think Wentz is going to be in Washington next year. That's just my personal feeling. You know, they're not going to play this guy at all. Like, I think they need to pick, right? Are they going to ride with Heineke or are they going to like hang around and do this QB competition with two mediocre quarterbacks? If they're going to do that, like, maybe ride with Heineke because you know he'll grind you out some wins and then draft Anthony Richardson or something like that at 16. I yeah. could see that happening or a move up to get a guy like Will Levis, uh, something like that, where it's like, okay, we'll ride with Heineke. And then, but Richardson being a project guy, I don't know if that fits Washington's MO, but we'll, we will see. Um, the other thing um, I forgot to ask you about, but your Vikings pick, who'd you have for the Vikings? I had Dante Banks or Deontay Banks, a uh, corner from Maryland. Yeah, um, he's I a like, big, I like he's that. a big six-two slot guy. Uh, if you have no slot corner, and I think if we roll with Dantzler and Andrew Booth as our outside corners for next year, I like the I like the addition of the Deontay Banks because Booth played man coverage at Clemson, mm-hmm. um, so he's got that skill set. Now that we have uh, Brian Flores, he's going to run more man coverage regardless. So I think. That'll make him flourish. I mean, then adding a solid slot guy, if you have none. I mean, unless you think of, um, God, what was his name? Duke Shelley. He yeah, played yeah. well. He played yeah. well in the back end yeah. of the season. Probably you can make an argue that this guy was our best corner at the end of the year. People don't even know who the hell Duke Shelley is. Yeah. So <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is interesting. So I was excited about pick, making that pick and then a I saw this morning that Danny Jeremiah had him. Yeah. 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 Um, Anything else to you that kind of stands out or? No, I mean, with the draft process, like I've never been super like involved in mock drafts just because I feel like it's such a like outside, like once you get past the top 10, it 
become such a guessing game where it's like I feel like it's more productive to just like rank recruits. It's impossible to know. You never know. Yeah, like you never know. Like I remember a couple years ago, it was the Patriots drafted like a third round offensive guard at like uh, from like UT Chattanooga. I forget his name. And like nobody thought he was going before the third or fourth right. round. They picked him in like twenty five, like twenty five or something. And it's like or when uh, was the Raiders took Colleen Farrell. Yeah, yeah, that's another right. time where it's just like mm. once you get past like that top ten, even the, the, even top seven. Um, Raiders took yeah. It just becomes such a joke, um, not a joke, but it becomes so ticky tacky with predicting who's going to trade up, who's going to do this. So. Um, Christian will bring his uh, right. mock draft next week. We'll be able to react to that, compare, um, um, and then you know we'll be able to put them side by side. And then I believe the week after that, I'll bring mine most likely. So we'll be able to have three and then maybe tweak them as time goes on as we approach April and then obviously post-combine as well, which should be coming up here soon. We'll, we'll, we'll just we'll bring it back. Let's talk – or we'll move on from the draft, sorry, and we're going to talk uh, free agency quarterbacks here. And the, the big big name on the list, and we seem to be disagreeing about this. We had a little prior discussion. But uh, I think Lamar is staying in Baltimore. Uh, and I think the only place he could end up beside Baltimore is Detroit. Uh, and I think that's because I think that he would want to play there. And that's really the only upgrade on the market for Detroit if they're going to up, like if they're going to – make an upgrade. Now I could see them maybe moving up to draft somebody, but I really don't think they will. So um, your thoughts on Lamar potentially going somewhere else other than uh, Baltimore. Yeah. So I don't like the fit for Detroit. Um, I just think it seems a little off to off the kind of the, what they have going on. I think the chemistry with golf and the team right now looks good. Yes. Is that the only quarterback that's an upgrade from golf in this free agency? Yeah, but I don't see them taking away what because Goff had a an underrated season. Like he had, I think he yeah. had like twenty five touchdowns, like seven interceptions, and over four thousand passing yards. No, I don't. So he I had don't a really, disagree. And like my point is, like I don't think they're going to move on. But if they were, this would be like the only way I could see them doing. The it. only one to go with. Yeah, I like, think, I don't want them to either. I think that Goff is like the perfect fit right now. My personal take is I think Miami would be a more likely scenario just because they probably want to move on. Um, Tua and his concussion history might come into next season as a question mark. So I think if they're going to, if he want, if he would want to go anywhere, it would be with guys like Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Imagine that speed. That would be like yeah. the most. Well, Lamar is definitely, would definitely want to be in Miami. I just feel like Miami. From what I've heard from Mike McDaniel or whatever, they seem to be fully committed to Tua at this point. And I can't really blame him because when Tua was on the field, he was fine and they were really good. Um, and I think if he has injury issues that continue to linger into next year, I could see okay. it being a problem. But I don't know if Tua is going to make that move or, or Miami would make that move to move on from Tua this early. Especially with the capital they'd have to give up to get Lamar. Yeah, they would have to get rid of well, they don't have any first-round capital, so there's nothing they could really entice them with um, mm-hmm. unless it's future picks. Peace out, bro. Yeah. Um, so the, it would have to be players, and it would probably have to be a quarterback swap of some kind as well. And I don't know if the Baltimore Ravens would want to really take that bet on Tua. Um, plus, they, I think, you know, overall, 
Lamar Jackson, as you stated before, is most likely sticking in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, but these are kind of like it's just hard. It's hard to pinpoint how you would go about it. Like, I think the Lions have the best capital and the best opportunity to make the trade, but it's not the best fit. And then Miami would probably be the best fit with the teams that would, may want a quarterback. Yeah, and I also think Detroit, like, this would be dumb for them to do. Like, they need to be upgrading their defense. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they go get a quarterback, it's almost like they're playing Madden. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you have a clear – That's why I gave them two defensive picks in my mock draft. You know, because they don't need offense right Exactly. Exactly. Um, All right, let's move on to somebody who's for sure on the move, and that's Derek Carr. Uh, Got replaced by Jared Stidham in Week 17 and Week 18. Um, Here's my three spots I think Carr ends up. I think it's wide open. He could end up in a lot of places, but these are the three oh, I yeah. think most likely. Uh, number one, the New York Jets. They're going to get somebody. Uh, and I mm-hmm. think it's either going to be him or Jimmy G. Uh, Tampa Bay, who is also going to get – I think they're going to get somebody. Now, Tampa could end up – this is where Tampa – and we'll talk about Tampa a little bit. They could end up with somebody like Famous Jameis or Andy Dalton and just be like in a really bad spot. Um, so I don't know how much incentive Carr would have to go to Tampa because I don't think they're a contending roster right now with their defense the way it was. Uh, and then Washington. I think also Carr could end up in Washington, and I actually really like that fit with their young receiving core, McLaurin, Dotson, uh, their running backs. I think it's a good situation. they got a solid defense. I think if you can take care of the football, uh, that would be a very dangerous-looking offense, in my opinion, with Carr in Washington. And he seemed – I don't know. Um, that's my three. What are your thoughts? I I like the Jets and I like Washington, but I feel like just in terms of franchise standings, if he went to Washington, it's literally like he's going to the NFC uh, version of the Raiders. <laughs> Both franchises are just like just a dumpster I mean, fire. Hey, right Ron, Ron Rivera is better than Josh McDaniels. Okay, we can all agree on that. Everyone's better than Josh <laughs> Except for the Chargers head coach. He's Wolves. Except for Staley and Zimmer. Except for Brandon Staley. And then maybe if Adam Gase was coaching again. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right, well, yeah. I, I think Washington would be a good fit. I don't disagree that it is the Raiders of the NFC in terms of dysfunctionality. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think that on paper, schematically, he's a good fit, and I could see him being incentivized to sign with one of those. He's teams. a he's a better version of uh, of Carson Wentz, essentially. Doesn't turn the ball over as much. He's got that gunslinging mentality. Yeah, so I like I, it. I, I think that's I think that's well put. I think I that might be the most likely scenario for Carr. But yeah, because segueing into that, I like the Jimmy G. To the Jets. I think that's where I see him going the most. Um, I guess what are your thoughts? Where are your where are your destinations for Jimmy G? Jimmy G to the Jets is probably his most likely spot. The one Jimmy G to Tampa is something that I actually like. Um, for some reason the the following up with Brady, I don't know. I just got a feeling about it. It just seems like Tampa would overpay for him. Like it just it just feels like that happened. And they think they're content. They could contend the same way with him, and they and they won't because um, their defense isn't there. But um, I think the Jets and Tampa are my two. The other one I want to throw out for Jimmy G is Vegas. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Josh McDaniels, 
um, yeah. going that route. I, I don't mind that. But do you think it's going to be uh, Trey Lance part two if he goes to Vegas? Because if he goes to Vegas, do you think they still draft a quarterback? I think it's possible. Like? I literally, no, like, I could see that happening. I literally could. Like they just they, they draft a quarterback and do the exact same thing to him again, which would be another level of disrespect. Um, but I don't think Vegas's roster is that far off. That's the that's the crazy part. Is on that's, and that's where we all agree that Josh McDaniels just needs to not call plays. Yeah, because yeah. they should have been they should have been a ten win plus team easily last yeah. season. And the fact that they weren't literally comes down to front office and coaching. It's just a debacle, and I don't know what went wrong between the Raiders and Derek Carr, but it, it just didn't seem right because they were a nine-win team the season before. Literally, the only addition was Devontae Adams. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, well, we've had plenty of Raiders slander on this podcast, so we can, we can take a break on that for the offseason. But uh, I just want to throw it out there that uh, they could potentially do all this stuff to move on from Derek Carr with Jamie Garoppolo. But I do think the Jets are probably my number one for Garoppolo, and I might put Tampa too. Uh, and then obviously I would throw Washington in there again, but I think I like Carr there better. Um, so, are there better is yeah. my personal take. Yep. Um, okay, so now two guys that I think are going to resign with their teams, and I just want to know if you disagree. That's Daniel Jones and Geno Smith. They are free agents. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll resign? Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I do think you would be fools for both franchises not to resign these guys. You had a great season with them, um, and then especially with the Giants, I think it's more imperative that the Giants get him back because they had nothing on on offense besides say take one of Daniel Jones. And if and you he can played, and he's had he's gotten better every season. Every season. Now, if you if, now, I see them making one of those uh, wide receiver trade options. Uh, because there's some possible smoke that Chris Godwin gets dumped from Tampa. So I could see a, a team like the Giants going for a guy like that. Um, that seems possible. And I don't. I took them picking a tight end in the draft, and they need that safety blank. Uh, I think I had him taking Michael Myers, if I remember, in the draft. Mm-hmm. So you add a decent t- blocking tight end, catch the ball, and then I go just get – I mean, in order – in regards of Daniel Jones, I just don't think that there's anywhere else that he's going to get more money. He'll he's get not going to throw money anymore. in New York, and he's not going to want to go anywhere else because I don't know if he fits anywhere better than New York. I think, I think overall he's sticking there. And then Gino could be in the same category as these other guys. Um, he probably will stay with the team because of the same reasons. He's going to get the most money there. He's got the most connection there. And can he repeat what he did without Pete Carroll? Yeah, because that's that's the, I guess, I think that would be the big question: is he that consistent, or is he going to have like a Nick Foles season where Nick Foles led the league in touchdowns one year back in like 2013? So is he just like a one-hit wonder, and then kind of goes back to being same old Geno? I don't think so. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see him without Pete Carroll. That is that is a very good point. I didn't think about that. Um, I don't disagree. Um, but I don't think he's going anywhere other than Seattle. Okay. Um, I've got three names left to get back to the QB carousel. Uh, number one, and this is where I think this is wide open, could end up anywhere. Jacoby Brissett. Mm. 
I honestly think he's going to be a high-quality backup, but he's probably going to go to where the most veteran needy team is. I have honest my honest opinion is he could go to possibly the Packers because if they don't like Jordan Love, um, he could be he could be a guy that they would team up with. He could go he could go to, um, and then Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, we didn't even maybe talk the Steelers. About you just maybe the Steelers. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. No, they're not going to move on from Pickett. My spots for Jacoby Brissett are, ironically, uh, Vegas and Atlanta um, are my two favorites. I think Vegas with the McDaniels connection in New England could happen. Uh, and then Atlanta just seems in dire need of, like, that stability. Like, he's not a bad quarterback. Like he's Yeah, just not, like a competent like, QB. Yeah, it's just like a, a semi-upgrade while they continue to, like, fill out the rest of the roster with young talent and maybe take a step and win a couple more games, right? Like, they were not that far off this year. Right. No, with Jacoby, they win two or three more games. They could, they could make the playoffs in that Yeah, division. with Jacoby, they win that division, 100%. Yeah. Um, and so that, and then Vegas, I just think Vegas might just get the, they, they, I feel like they were all in on Brady and now they're scrambling and they might just get the, get the shortest straw. Like they might just get stuck with Jacoby Brissett. They might make a move for like Rodgers or something if he doesn't go mm-hmm. to the Jets, which we need to talk about too because we forgot to mention it earlier. Um, which is a part of why I don't think anybody else is going. I think Rodgers does go to the Jets. I'm really starting to buy into that. Um, but I just think that Vegas could get really screwed in this situation where they don't get Brady, they don't get Rodgers, don't get Jimmy Garoppolo. They already dumped Carr, and who's left? Jacoby Brissett and Jared Stidham, and they're in a QB comp come August. That's <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's a, and, and I'm on? pretty sure and I'm pretty sure Jacoby was a former Patriot. Yeah, with Josh McDaniels. Yes. Josh McDaniels. So that I, I like that fit actually. So I didn't even think about that. So that's I like I one hundred percent I'm rolling with that. I like if if they don't get it they don't they're you know, the pick of the pick of the crop. That's the that's yeah. the thing I was trying to find. Pick of the crop. Yeah. And they're gonna go with Jacoby Percet and they're gonna I guess take the L in this case. But honestly they'll it might do better than they did last year. No, not with but that I, coach. No. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on the Rodgers situation right now? Where do you think he's playing in, in September? Personally, I find this to be just the best reality TV show every every year. It comes up. It starts it premieres um, February, the first Monday after the Super Bowl in February, and this is the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes drama reality TV show. Is he going to stick around? Is he going to go make Jeopardy worse than it already is after Alex Trebek passed away? Uh, nobody can live Is he going to get traded? What is Rodgers going to do? And I just find this comical. As a Vikings fan, um, but I do think he's going to the Jets. And if he doesn't go to the Jets, I think he's back home in Green Bay. I don't think there's retiring. I don't think there's anything like that. Um, it seems like there's a lot of smoke going on that he just does want to get out of there, and the GM doesn't want him there anymore. Um, it just personally, feels like it's finally time for the mutual breakup. We've been building up to it, and for like now, three years, and now you have Jordan Love on like the last year, or like you need to pick up his option or something. I can't remember yep. the exact situation, but it's like 
Jordan Love has said, I believe, that he doesn't want to sit another year. He was told last year one more year, and he's been told that like twice. So if Rodgers comes back, he's going to demand a trade. It's like, well, now you just completely wasted this pick. Uh, and the roster just doesn't work when you're paying the quarterback that much. That's the bottom line. Oh. So as a Packers it's... fan, I'm ready to move on. I think Chen would say the opposite, and it's too bad. We'll talk, we'll talk more about it next week, but – I'm sure there'll be updates. They'll say something on the Pat McAfee show, but I've made it very clear to Chen. He's not going to surprise me. I say this, that I'm ready to try Jordan love all season next year. You know, not a two game stunt like Jared Stidham or, you know, an eight game thing. Like I'm ready to just commit to this guy, even if it's a two year commitment. It's like, and I don't know how much he has left, but I want to see what we got. And if he's horrible. Right. And and he's shown flashes. I think Jordan Love's shown some good flashes. Yeah, so I think I what think... Green Bay does better than any other franchise is they give their quarterbacks a fair shot. Like they, they, they gave Rodgers when he took over for Favre, like two or three seasons, right? They were He was not great his first season. He was improved. Uh, and much like the Giants done with Daniel Jones, and then he Rodgers took that leap in 2010 when he got a great defense around him, led him to a Super Bowl, and then the expectations were sky high after that, and, and he won his MVPs and whatnot. But uh, the the Packers are very patient with quarterbacks historically, uh, and I think that it's it's time to, you know, let that investment in Jordan Love pay off. But a lot of people disagree with me. They think he's trash, but they said the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. So, um, you know, you're never going to know. And that's my thing is if you never let him see the field, you're never going to know. But I would say I will disagree with you. I could see Rodgers ending up in two places outside of Green Bay, and that is New York, the Jets of New York, and Vegas. Because of Devontae. That's, yep. that's oh, that makes sense. But do yeah. you think they won't want to do you think they want to get back together? Do you think that marriage is gonna get rekindled? I think Devontae does. I think Devontae's probably kissing up to him right now. He's like, dude, I Oh yeah, he's like, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I made a mistake, you know. Take me <laughs> yeah. back. And Vegas is just the type of franchise like, oh, yeah, we're going to pay our number one wide receiver, our number one quarterback, $700 million, and we don't care about the rest of the roster. We'll, we'll draft from yep. the XFL. We don't care. Yep, that's the, that, that's the Vegas MO since, or the Raiders MO since Al Davis, man. Like, that's like. As a as a Packer fan, you say he's not going to be back. Do you want him to be back, though? I don't. Jen okay. probably does. I don't. I okay. want to see what Jordan Love has. I don't care if we if we win six or seven games and miss the playoffs for a, you know a second year in a row. Uh, we are at a crossroads, and if we continue to pretend like this championship window is open, uh, we're just going to continue to hinder our future as long as we do that. If that makes sense, like, do, you I don't think- th- do you think of the opportunities there, and you trade? Okay, so I guess I have another. There's another option that I'm thinking of here. So what if? What if the value is there? What if the opportunity is there? And the Colts spring for Rodgers because they don't know if this young quarterback is going to work out. And now the Packers have four, okay? What what would you want? The, and let's say C.J. goes, C.J. Stroud goes one. You have Will Levis, you have Richardson, and you have um, – I'm blanking on names right now. Alabama with quarterback. The, yeah, with the fourth pick – uh, you're saying all of them are? I don't think all of them are available. If so, if if one of those, oh, but Stroud, guys, because I had Stroud going, I still have Stroud gone. I think he's the the number one. Yeah, so I think that I think that for sure, uh, Stroud or Young is going to be there at four, and Levis definitely. 
Um, if the Packers make that deal, this sounds really stupid, but it's like you already drafted this guy and he knows your system. He's going to be a better option immediately uh, than any of the guys out there. And personally, I'm not that high on this draft class. The only guy I really like is CJ Stroud. I think Bryce Young has a chance to be really good, but I don't know if his ceiling is as high as CJ Stroud. I don't like Will Levis because I don't like pro day quarterbacks. If this was 2021 and like Fields was there, T-Law was in the conversation, right? Trey Lance was in the conversation. Or you and Mac Jones is in the conversation. And like all these guys are like falling. Like, yes, at that point, if it was that level of a QB draft class, I would say, yes, let's pick one. But with the guy we've got now, I don't know if it's going to be that big of an upgrade to like take a chance on somebody else. And it's like if you get to four, just trade back and 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 find depth somewhere else, right? I think you hit on Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs last year. And to pair that with a young quarterback would be good. I think they're going to both continue to be better. Um, maybe you draft another wide receiver. You know, maybe you go get a stud like Jack. I think Jack, I love Jackson Smith. Maybe you get Quentin Johnson. I don't know. Um, I prefer, you know, that O-line is aging as well. I prefer something like that. They've got holes, um, but I don't think their roster is, is horribly far off when you clear up the cap space problems that Aaron Rodgers gives you. And that's why I prefer to go Jordan Love. That that's yeah. the, because because then if you draft a guy, then you still have that underlying question of like, what do we do with Jordan Love now? And it's like it, it just becomes a huge debacle. But uh, ideally, I like to see Love starting all seventeen games next year. Christian would probably say the opposite, but we'll find out next week when he's healthy. So, um, one final to move on from the Rodgers conversation. One final quarterback that I think will be on the move this year is Carson Wentz. We've mentioned him a little bit. I think that the commanders are going to roll with Heineke and maybe get somebody else, um, but they're going to keep Heineke as 1B, and if they can't find anybody, they'll start him and maybe draft somebody or whatnot. Uh, but I think Wentz, the, the place that I think he's going to go is Carolina because of the Frank Wright connection. And Carolina, I have no answers for what they're going to do at quarterback. That's the only logical thing I can think. Maybe they sign Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston or something, but – Carolina I could see I have Saints. No idea. I could see the yeah, Saints. I could see Wentz going to the Saints as well. I, I really, I, I have no answers as to what is going on uh, in Carolina. And New the Bucks. I really. Tampa could go for him. Yeah. yeah, honestly, he's he's wide open. And where I'm at is, I think he's now just going to be a high quality backup at this point. And until he proves I don't otherwise, think he's that bad. I think he's better. He's not, and I'm not saying that he's bad. I'm a big Carson Wentz guy. I'm from the Fargo area. I'm a big NDS. I mean, it's not I'm even not that. I just genuinely, guy. it's not even that biased. I just genuinely think he's a better quarterback than multiple starting. He's better than Mariota or Ritter. Or oh, that's true. In that's true. Like, he, like, he got, he gets, he got screwed over with the injury last year. Because um, yeah. he was off to like the most, like he had a thousand yards in the first three games or something like that. Like he yeah, was, he was, he was going good. <laughs> and and he was good in Indianapolis. Heineke too. has that. Heineke, Heineke's got that dog, in it, you know. He's just got that like Brett Favre type. Oh, I love Taylor. Like, yeah. who doesn't love Taylor? Gunslinging. He, I yeah, think it's a red he's, he's fun to watch. Somebody doesn't. Just, just. Hey, he's fun to watch. Good guy to watch. But yeah, Carson Wentz is kind of the. He's kind of the wild card of of free agency. I think whoever doesn't get that quarterback, whoever's in a dire need, who thinks they need to move on, 
he's that guy. Who that team is, we don't really know. It could be the it could be the Cardinals. Maybe they're like, all right, so this guy's not working out. He's not Kyler Murray. That is isn't working out. He's still a head case. They could bring him in um, here in Arizona. I don't mind that op- op- or that option. Um, I think if Geno Smith um, doesn't stay in Seattle, I could see him up in Seattle. Um, a big arm paired with DK. Dude, you've named like we've named like nine teams already. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's just chalk it up and say we have no idea what he's. We have no idea. So um, I got one final quarterback question for you. This okay. for me has been happening every year for about the last four to five years now. Um, but Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Every year, it's like, oh, do we extend him one more year? Do we trade him? Do we move on? Do we what do we what do we do? And Kirk Cousins is a top ten quarterback in my honest opinion. He's not ten. I think he was this year. Um, I, I can't argue that. And I think he's got the I think he's got the trade value um for any team who needs a quarterback or wants a quarterback. Do I like moving on from Kirk? No, because I think that would piss Justin Jefferson off because they seem to have a really great connection right now. And if I see any team taking Kirk, it's San Francisco. It's the only team I could see taking Kirk Cousins. And I don't think, what I don't know if I see that. And that Kyle Shanahan and the only the only scenario I see is like a third or a fourth round Trey Lance. That's what the Vikings get back. It's like a third round or a fourth round pick. And Trey Lance in compensation. I, I here's here's the thing with San Francisco is if they're gonna pick a quarterback, they're gonna pick him. I think, and I said this. I think that both both guys are gonna be on the roster in August. It's gonna be a QB competition uh, in in camp. Uh, but if they're gonna pick a quarterback this early, they're gonna pick Purdy and they're gonna start Purdy. So like to move Trey Lance for Kirk Cousins. I, I could see Minnesota going after Trey Lance, but I don't know if Kirk Cousins would be the exchange, if that makes sense. Um, it makes sense. Um, so then regarding Minnesota, I don't think this is the year to move on from Kirk. I think when you move on from Kirk, you need to draft somebody and have him mentor whoever it is when he approaches his mid-30s, right? He's like 34 right now, I want to yep, say. 34. Um, so let me let, let me double-check his age. Kirk he's Cousins. 34. Yeah, he's 34 right now. Uh, you got two or three more productive years with him, guaranteed, I think. Uh, yep. And then from there, on, we reach 37, 38. Okay, we'll ask those question marks. Brady's extending it to 45, so who knows, right? And Cousins has that pocket passer ability to stay healthy that He can long. stay in the pocket. He can stay healthy. He actually hasn't even been injured, um, yeah. which is surprising given the amount of hits and um, sacks he's taken. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that you – this is not the QB class to do it. I think that you sign him, uh, and you go next year, and you go one year at a time, um, and you find somebody. You do a Patrick Mahomes. I, I would put Kirk Cousins in that Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Tier. That's literally who I compare to. Yes. Yes, I think 100%. he's literally – I think he's a better version of Alex Smith. But Alex Smith, with those Chiefs teams, was in the MVP conversation, Tyreek Hill's rookie year, and Mahomes' rookie year. And then they just went and drafted Mahomes, right? Uh, and said, all right, we're, we're just going to the curve. 
yeah, I, I genuinely think like the the Vikings roster is structured constructed very similarly um, to where those Chiefs teams were at. I think their defense is way worse, but offensively, where those Chiefs teams were at pre Mahomes with Alex Smith. Right. That could be a horrible take, but that's how I feel about it. And if they can find the guy, right, it's always about finding Patrick Mahomes, right, uh, which is impossible to do because there's only one Patrick Mahomes. But you get my point. If they can find yep. the right guy and Kirk can mentor him and you get that Kevin o- guy who comes in and only plays for Kevin O'Connell, uh, I, it could be really good. Also, Kirk could be really good now that he has the same OC for two years in a row, right? Like, yes. <laughs> you know, he's never Literally. even had that in Minnesota. So, you know, I don't, I think that Kirk is, he's got to be the quarterback for the Vikings next season at the very least. Yeah, he's, he's my honest take is he's our quarterback for the next four or five years. Um, now, at the most. conversation of whether or not Kirk Cousins can win you a Super Bowl is another conversation. It's still a, it's still a questionable take. Yes. But my, what I'm excited about is if, is Jefferson is only 23 years old, and he's already this good. Yeah. Now, in four years, he's 27, 28, and he's like, that's almost damn near considered the prime for a, a wide receiver. And yeah. you pair him with a young, talented, fresh quarterback in that time frame, that just bolsters our ability. And if we can hold on to other key players and things like that going forward, I think that would be – I think finding I'll a say this. I think Cousins retires in this. Yes. I don't see him going anywhere, and I don't see any other teams really wanting Kirk Cousins either. I could see teams wanting him, but I don't think he's going to be as good anywhere else. I think he's set in Minnesota. He's got a connection with his receivers. Uh, he's got a good connection with the coach. I mean, guys, he won 13 games this year. Like, you know. We won 13 games. But for, I mean, as a Vikings fan, this does happen like every season um, in all of our Vikings newsletters and Vikings Insider. Do we move on from Kirk? Do we keep Kirk? Do we extend him long term? We give him a one-year extension. Like, I think you give him a two- so, or three-year extension right now. I think that's what you That's do. where my mind is at. It's a three-year deal. Give him give him $30 million a year. Just make it fully guaranteed again at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, then, think, I think we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think that's going to take us to the end of, episode, end of the episode right about at an hour. So um, I want to thank yeah. everybody for listening. Uh, Chen, we hope you feel better. We're, we're looking forward to next week um, getting that. He's know, got bronchitis. Discussion. So those, uh, you know, those hot takes that come, come from Chen. So um, be sure to check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And uh, give Jake a follow, DJ Quest on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Appreciate you guys. Peace.